Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, the 4th of April. Just give a quick wrap up of the weekend's action. The Dow closed up 140 points or 0.4%. S&P 500 up 0.34%. Ended near its best levels after a late surge. US jobs numbers were the headline event. They showed solid jobs growth, lower unemployment, wage inflation happening. Nothing incrementally new on the geopolitical front. Newswise cast down on the ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine. We saw the inversion of the two-year and 10-year bond yields, seeing some outsized attention. And they, uh, on that, they are shifting the conversation back to talk of a potential recession caused by the Fed's aggressive tightening. Oil finished down 1%. Base metals were mixed. Gold eased following the jobs data. And Chris, what is happening in your section today? Not a lot this morning. I'd just like to back over the uh, lithium theme trade that I launched last Thursday. Boy, there's been some juice in that in the past couple of sessions. I had written that uh, I first looked at it about a month ago. Should have got into it then. Make no mistake though, Henry's been on this one for quite some time. But once again today, those lithium trades that I put in on AKE, CXO and LTR are flying. AKE and CXO up around 4.5% each and Linetown, LTR up uh, a whopping 10%. And they had cracking sessions. A couple of them were up 10% on Friday as well. So that theme trade has started very nicely and like said there still seems to be plenty of juice in it so some people were starting to ask the question has it run too hard apparently not and you keep riding it until you get bounced out of the trade so that's the way i'm going to play that i've had a little look at bendigo and adelaide bank this morning uh, for anyone who's been paying attention uh, you would know that i'm quite bullish on the banks just from a macro perspective we all know that higher interest rates are good for the banks it fattens up their net interest margins the regionals have been a bit under loved shall we say bendigo and adelaide charts starting to look quite good uh, has punched through 10 dollars and some swing highs from february and september and if we can get a nice little bounce off this sort of 10 30 region that the, the bulls are retesting as support then that would be the buy signal to get long on that one so that's it from me and another point to note chris with some of those smaller banks higher rates help with the easing some of those competition pressures that the the bigger banks obviously can operate with smaller margins henry what's happening in henry's take today and um, what indeed tom luckily we've got an it upgrade so henry's take was was uh, really easy to write today because I had no distractions from any emails. Um, as far as Henry's take goes, just a relatively okay end to last week. Some of the lithium stocks, as Chris says, have been going absolutely crazy. For instance, Latin Resources, which I wrote about last Friday as a buy at nine and a half cents, is now 19 and a half cents. It was up 50 odd percent on Friday, up another 35% today, which is quite extraordinary. Australian Vanadium, for instance, which also we wrote about last week, is up another 10% day as well. Um, so there's a huge amount going on at the moment. Liontown up 10.5% and Sayona, which I put in this morning as well, talking about them in terms of security of supply and production because they're in Canada, are up a 25% today alone. So it is going pretty nuts out there. Uh, Iron Ear, which we talked about and did a podcast on, is up another 5% today. So that's going along quite nicely. I guess the big news today from a market perspective is two things. Uh, there have has been a bid for DGO Gold. For members that were uh, interested, uh, they have a big percentage holding in DeGray. And some time ago, I have been pushing DGO Gold as an alternate to buying DeGray because they were trading at such a massive, massive discount. And you got the rest of the business, which DGO has a number of prospects for Zip. In fact, you were actually being paid to take those projects off them and that exposure. They have been bid for today by Gold Road at 2.16 shares in Gold Road for DGO. They're up 
15% today. Uh, we were talking about them at $2.65. They're now $3.44. So that one is going pretty well. And the other thing that's going on today, which I haven't written about because I've still got 4,000 emails to uh, go through, is that there is things happening in the funds management business. There is a bit of a seismic shift going on. Perpetual has just bid for Pendle Group this morning. Pendle's up 22%. Magellan is up 8.3% on the back of that. And we have seen Regal and VGI partners with Rob Luciano getting together. So there is some consolidation happening in the funds management business at the moment, which is kind of interesting. Apart from that, the usual Monday morning house deposit baskets and uh, various other things from the US. But that is about it from me today. Good. Thank you very much, Henry. Hopefully you get through those 4,000 emails quickly. Roll, I'll delete is how you get rid of them quickly. <laughs> All right. I'll just give a quick little wrap of the market this morning. We've got miners and energy pushing higher. Inor up more than 6% on stimulus hopes out of China. Growth names tracking lower tech consumer discretionary and healthcare lagging behind. As Henry said, on the corporate front, Perpetual has lobbed an offer for Pendle Group at 6.23 cents. Aluka Resources has approved a final investment decision for a rare earths refinery and Virtus Health has an update on the CapVest takeover. We also have retail sales and job ads out, which is colouring the economic front. And RBA meeting tomorrow. We have the Fed FOMC minutes on April 6, and they'll be heavily scrutinised as that was the first meeting where they decided to lift rates. Nothing big trading ex-dividend today and no corporate events. Layton, what is happening in the broker space? Thanks, Tom. Interesting you said that about the asset managers, Henry, because I've got Morgans and Credit Suisse who have revised their coverage on the managers, and there's a few comments out there. I've got Magellan Financial Group. Morgans has upgraded its earnings per share forecast by 1% for 2022 and 6% for 2023. And it's retained its hold recommendation and lifted its target price 6% to $16.73, which is about 9% above the current share price. And Pendle Group, Morgans has lowered its EPS forecast by 8% for 2022 and 12.5% for 2023. And again, it's retained its ad recommendation, but the target price falls about 17.5% to $5.65, but that still implies a 26% upside. And Credit Suisse was similar there. They also lowered their EPS forecasts, 7% for 2022 and 13% for 2023 and 24. And they've retained their outform rating and the target price comes down 21%, which is still 21% above the current share price. So. And I've also got Karoon Energy. There's a transaction there that's yet to be finalized for a 50% stake in the Atlanta field. It's an existing oil field in Brazil that Morgans believes has growth options and the broker likes a potential move, has retained its ad rating and lifted its target price 10.5%, implying a 19% upside. Thanks, Tom. Cheers, Leighton. I'll just give a quick look at the strategy today. Looking at where to for the market from here, RBA tomorrow and FOMC minutes later in the week. ASX 200 eyeing off the key 7,500 and 7,600 levels. Chris talked about that on the Saturday as well on a, a market technical perspective. I know buying off now US $160 and turning some focus to the US earnings season. We've got a few analysts lowering expectations on average for the first quarter, but they've actually increased them for the next three quarters. And a quick look back at last week and the sectors, the best performers and the worst performers there. Question of the day, Chris, what was our question of the day? What's the RBA going to do? 
going to do at their upcoming meeting, was it not? Which yep. is tomorrow, first Tuesday of the month. So we'll start with Leighton. What do you think the RBA will do? Not much. I don't think we'll see any surprises. Nothing quite like the US. So, yeah. No surprises. Henry? I think the RBA will raise rates tomorrow. I think the RBA will surprise us. I think they will raise rates because they need to raise rates for a start. And also, they need to get in front of the curve. But more importantly, we are just about to call an election. Now, raising rates during an election was the death knell for John Howard back in uh, CAFO seven days. So the RBA will be very aware that they can't do it in May. And so I think they will go in April for the election is called and then they can't be accused of being political. That is my view. Very interesting point to make there, Henry. Chris? Uh, I hate to disagree with Henry because undoubtedly I'll be wrong, but I still think they're likely to go in May. The thing that makes me think that is that I would be surprised if the RBA went after the budget that we've just had or so close to the budget that we've just had where the government is obviously trying to stimulate and provide some helicopter money and provide some stimulus. So to give with one hand and then for it to essentially be taken away with the other hand, I think the optics of that wouldn't necessarily play. Then again, the RBA is supposed to be acting independently and on that uh, notion, um, Henry could absolutely be right. So I would, I would, my money would still be on May, but like I said, I don't like betting against Henry. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, I'm with you, Chris, for a May hike. I think the RBA will wait for the April 27 inflation print. I think they'll force their hand. So no changes expected tomorrow for me. All right, guys. Thanks for that. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.